Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Yeah, right. Crazy. Hello. What a lovely weekend we've just had. Almost makes you feel like the world's back to normal. As ever, firstly, thank you to our Patreon supporters. This podcast could not have been produced without your help and support. This content is free for everyone, but if you do feel like you're able to support, then please go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram page. You'll find a drop-down box there, which will direct you to the Patreon page. It starts at just £3 a month. If you can, brilliant. If you can't, no worries. But today's episode, which is number 122, I'm going to introduce you to my new mate, Lily Lewis. She's the last in the series of fellow artists that are also showing in Art in the Age of Now at Fulham Town Hall, which, I should add, closes on the 20th of June. So if you've not already been and you want to, you better make a booking a little bit lively. There was a few artists in this show that I'd not had the pleasure of meeting, So when I ask curators Ben Moore and MC Lammas which artists they recommend I speak to, both mentioned Lily. And when I ask some friends who are also in the show who they recommend I speak to, a couple of those mentioned Lily as well. And everybody said her name with a smile, so I knew it was going to be an interesting conversation. And great to talk to she was. 
So Lily is a multidisciplinary artist. She works in all ranges from painting, drawing, sculpture, mixed media, and she's a poet to boot. She's had work shown in both group and solo exhibitions in London, New York, LA and Paris. Her current solo show is called Safe Places and that's on at Petersham Nurseries in Covent Garden. And I won't mention any more at the moment because Lily talks about the show in this episode. But please, come and join me when I talk over Zoom with the very charismatic Lily Lewis. There was, there was, a, there was a, a photographer and so all the artists had to turn up in like slots because it wasn't legal. We weren't sort of, it was, it was COVID regulations. I lost everyone for about 20 minutes and I was sort of I was walking around just like shouting me like hello <laughs> as it echoed back I was like well I live here now cool <laughs> yeah exactly and I couldn't find my way out I couldn't remember <laughs> as if you'd been moved into another dimension totally exactly and then everyone left it was like it was a very it was a very cool dream if it had been a dream <laughs> we should start Lily that looks pretty cool it is very cool. It's in Wilsdon. It's a complete and utter tip. But that's, I think, I, I, I saw this meme the other day where it said how everyone thinks artist studios are. And there's like a naked woman reclining in the corner <laughs> and stays long and everything's really beautiful and plants. And then it said how artist studios actually are. And it's like four foot of rubbish <laughs> that you wade through. <laughs> well, you speak for yourself. I've got a naked over on the chaise lounge as we Oh, speak. nice, nice, nice. <laughs> It's only only in the summer when it's hot. I don't yeah. make her take her clothes off now. It doesn't make any sense. Too cold. <laughs> How are you, Lily? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Good. I'm really pleased to have spoken to you. Um, I'm here this afternoon with Lily Lewis, who is an artist, a writer, and a poet. Um, when asking MC, Ben, and a few other people, um, what artists could I speak to, your name come up three or four times. That's very nice to hear. That's, um, I hope... I hope I hope I I'm not boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they said it would be a good conversation, and, and because we've not met, I didn't know what to expect. And yeah, a couple of minutes in, I'm already glad to be speaking to you anyway. Oh, good! I'm happy to be speaking to you too. Just to give everyone a little introduction to yourself, the first question I ask is, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Um, that that's a, it's a very good question. There are shorthand I would say that I was a conceptual figurative surrealist and that that's sort of three parts of art world jargon which makes everyone feel very comfortable that I know what I'm talking about I don't know what I'm talking about but longhand explaining that for people that sort of that that that, that might not know conceptual means that I base all of my projects around a concept or an idea usually um I'm I'm uh I'm I'm an academic at heart. I'm not a trained artist. I'm self-taught, uh, so I have an a sort of an interest or a question that I want to ask, and the concept is then unravelled in a way that I hope um, never really fully answers the question, but maybe poses some more questions and answers parts of it. Uh, surrealist means that I paint things where they shouldn't be. And figurative means I paint things the way that they look. So I paint things the way they look, places they shouldn't be around an idea. Perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Now, we're both in um, Art in the Age of Now at Fulham Town Hall. I'm down in the basement, in the belly of the beast, and you're amongst um, MC's group. An elevated group of women, yes. Exactly. (laughs) What is your actual piece that you've got in there for anyone who may be going up there while it's on? 
I've got two pieces in there. Um, they are their 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 graphite drawings and acrylic, and yeah. um, they're quite naughty, but uh, they're both called Shikoshu Gokan, and okay. they are of w- a woman's hands with a tentacle wrapped around it in a sort of playful, um, teasing way. And uh, in the back, in acrylic, it's written in crossword grids, um, hentai. And yeah. uh, just explaining it briefly, hentai is the word in Japanese for uh, tentacle porn. Mm. And there's a whole section of, of graphic novels, of... of um, of, of of art that is dedicated to that and it all stemmed from a picture called the dream of the fisherman's wife which was a story of a of a, of a woman being pleasured by an octopus wow. and the title shikoshu gokan is from it's a play on words in japan in, in japanese culture shikoshu is again tentacle porn and gokan is the japanese word for rape and sorry, gokon is the Japanese word for, for rape. And it's a phraseology, it's a phrase that I really don't like because it means that there is a, a, a sort of there is an aggression, there's a there's a there's a, a violence to it. And um and that's not what the story was at all. The story was um was 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 about sort of about play. And I don't know if you know, but in Japan, you're not allowed to show um uh, men's genitals. Yeah. I've I've seen that. It's, it's it's strange. It's illegal. So they used tentacles as a euphemism. Wow. And uh, and it was supposed oh, to be. The, yeah, I know. Is that any better? Wow. Okay. It's a really bad euphemism. <laughs> but, so, but it was Fucking supposed hell. to be this sort of tongue-in-cheek fun, and then the West appropriated it and made it something really quite sort of dark and dirty. Whereas, yeah. in fact, actually, the Japanese were like, "It's a joke." The West wow. sort of took it and ran with it, and so. The word go, let me get this right. Go can is rape, go con is a meeting. And go con is what you use when boys and girls have a meeting between two different people. So you can have a go con, which is a, a sort of, you know, a, a fun meeting. Yeah. And so I made it Shikoshu go con, which is two different things, the woman and the octopus meeting and having sort of, you know, oh, a nice, nice time. Yeah. And there's nothing directly sexual about it, but it is all about how you as the viewer view it and and interpret it yourself because nothing in there is inherently there's no there's oh wait hang on i lie there are two boobies in it as well but there otherwise are. There <laughs> are. i forgot about the boobs um but yes yeah, so that's but it's not it's not it's not aggressive they're supposed to be very sort of playful um well, it's just giving some yeah. context to the concept isn't it yeah Exactly, exactly. And it really is a, a case of this is what I love about conceptual work is that you, the artist means something and there's a direction from it or to it. But mm. then as the viewer, you're encouraged to make your own assumptions as to what that was. Yeah. yeah. The idea is just the starting point. And then commun- like talking to people about the works, you then, someone will say, you know, I, I didn't realize, they'll, they'll say X about one of my pieces. Like, I didn't even realize that. Yes, yeah, that's, that's nice, isn't it? Exactly. But you're in there too, which is so exciting. I can't wait to see your works. As I say, mine's downstairs. But I want to talk about you, I, but yes. Do you know about my backstory? No. Okay, I, I discovered art whilst I was a, a long-term prisoner. Brilliant. For drugs. 
that's I think that that is exactly that I'm I'm so I'm so happy that you found art full stop and from that that's an amazing journey yeah that's so, so bloody cool so I've got a 14 year prison sentence yeah I served seven and within the first couple of years I discovered art fell in love with art um and and mainly conceptual art yeah. which I'd, I'd never even heard of didn't I, I knew nothing about art when I went into prison so I fell in love with art. I wanted to do art in a traditional sense, drawing, sculpture, painting, then discovered conceptual. It blew my mind because I, yeah. I didn't get it until I read about it. And then it just fucking clicked in me. Yeah, doesn't I, it? I got what Tracy Emin's tent was and what Marcus Harvey's painting of Myra Hindley was. And, um, and then I, I couldn't find anything on conceptual art. So I wrote to those artists Oh, brilliant. So in the end, I had people like Gavin Turk, Tracy Emin, Sarah Lucas, Marcus Harvey, Mark Wallinger, oh, all writing to me, pushing me that is brilliant. My throughout my sentence. That is brilliant. I am so Jesus. That's fucking cool. That's the that's that's the best part of be of, of being in our jobs, I think. I it's always that get quite business. emotional when I mention that because it just it's fucking changed my life. Oh, that's you know what I mean? It's, that is it's, it's amazing. But you're that right. What you say, it's a beautiful part of this. Of this, yeah. Artwork. I think the, the the sort of the structural part. I don't. I I don't have a gallery, and I don't. I I I'm sort of I'm a, a, a like I said, self-taught and sort of a floating artist. Um, and I find that that works best for me because the least my least favorite parts are the posturing and the so the the sort of the not the not social as in you and me now social, but yeah. the going out and the having to play the game. I just I don't do that. So. The fact that you and I, two artists, can meet like this, this is my favourite bit. The fact that yeah. you wrote to 28 replies yeah. and you got friends and mentors and colleagues, actually, from that, peers, that's fucking brilliant. That's, is, that's, it really is amazing, isn't it? It's bloody brilliant. I, last year, I during lockdown, I was working for, for a charity that was doing an auction of art for women in, in for, it was for a magazine for yeah. women in view prison magazine. exactly how 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 much do you love that tagline the view for women with conviction it's yeah. so fucking it's brilliant I, they bit. are absolutely they're amazing but what really fucked me off actually i put a piece in that was a sort of abstract view of a bo- of, of, of a like pants and a bum with a middle finger sort of blocking the bit that would have been sort of you know the 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 sort of the the, the set. It, they, she was wearing pants it's actually yourself it's actually a self-portrait and there were two uh great tits on the middle finger and it was called it was it was what was it it was basically sort of it was a mention about about how sort of you know femininity and and sort of gentility of women is appropriated by Disney culture being like, if you're well-behaved and you're, and you're like sweet and you do the washing up, nature will come and help you and it'll yeah. be on your side. <laughs> yeah. And the whole piece of <laughs> nature's on your side anyway, even if you're some sort of, you know, even if you're some wild and, and, and sort of, and headstrong swear, swears like a pirate, yeah. Yeah. you know, badass bitch, nature's <laughs> still on your side. But the governing body of the prison wouldn't have it in the exhibition. They, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't show it to the women that were incarcerated in case it was, it would sort of, you know, it would make them angry. Yeah. And I was, I was so 
I was livid about that actually. Yeah, well, it's, because, that isn't a View magazine. That is the the gel yeah. themselves. They have so many restrictions, and it, it comes into like I was going into prisons doing workshops off my own back with the cons. I'd love to come with you, and next time you do one, I would love to come with you. Well, there's there's people crying out for artists, and and especially female artists at the moment, and it's not I opened up properly yet. But when it does open up, yeah, by all means. One hundred percent. Please, please, please. It's a charity that. called. Have you heard of Kersler Trust? No. It's a, a a charity that um it puts on a, a massive exhibition every year for prisoners' art. That's it's, brilliant. This one in the in the country, and they take over the Royal Festival Hall. Exactly. I've been to one of those shows. I went years ago. My mum used to volunteer. And um, in prisons, and she was this, you know, beautiful blonde, still is, enormous boobs, sort of, you know, the dream of any man that had been. It was, it was doing the little mental ticks as you were saying it, actually. (laughs) Blonde, blue eyed, massive, funny, the dirtiest jokes you've ever heard. And she was in there and she went to go, so she regularly visited this guy called Sol, who was called the weatherman, and he used to run with the phrase and he used to sort of tell he used to ask her to sort of pass notes to someone on the outside about (laughs) about that what was it I think it was I think it was was it he basically says race predictions and she was almost positive that she was passing notes that weren't anything to do with the race at all (laughs) yeah he escaped via helicopter a few (laughs) weeks later (laughs) on a helicopter it happened (laughs) exactly on a helicopter called called the same name as a racehorse (laughs) the time of Ainsley. (laughs) He escaped from Kempton Prison at 3.15. Exactly. (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) On her lady's graces. (laughs) You're speaking about your family here. Was there um, any art in your family growing up? A lot, a lot, a lot. I was very, very lucky. Uh, my mum, my mum trained as an interior architect, and she uh, she also grew up around art. My my grand my great grandfather was an art collector, and he was also the first Q at MI six. Wow! Yeah, really cool. Oh, he invented wow. really okay. cool. He he was one of the dam busters. He invented the first invisible ink. He invented the non reflective black paint that went on the bombers. And he was he was a serious dude. He was an art collector and a philosopher and and a, and a and a chemist actually. He was the don of spectroscopy at Oxford, which is the study of light. And he made my grandma, my great grandmother, a dress entirely made out of fractal crystals. So it looked like she was wearing rainbows when she walked. Wow! Just so cool. He um, he actually bought the Botticelli that sold at Sotheby's a couple of months ago for the highest sort of amount. We sold it. Well before that, that that was when we sold it. <laughs> it wasn't verified. Yeah, exactly. We sold it for sort of you know, a pot pie and and a, and a Greg's coffee, and, <laughs> then we and then it went. But it was really nice to see it, and it was nice and to see it out for several public. mentions. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, we were like, oh, no, no, shoulda, coulda. Um, but I was very lucky to sort of to grow up with that and other pieces. And my dad was the chairman of the Wallace Collection wow. for quite a long time. Um, and he always he the one thing I remember him teaching me was you can always spot a boucher because it's boobs, bums, and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you had, I mean, you've already just told me about you've got possibly one of the coolest families I've 
I've sort of heard about, you know. Um, when was it you decided that you wanted to become an artist? Um, when I was very little, I'd make things. And I, but I was never taught that it, it, was, it wasn't ever, it wasn't a viable path. It wasn't something that someone said, this is something you could be. You know, you were good at art. Someone shoved something on a fridge and you were proud of yourself, but it wasn't really a path. And then I, like I said, I went, uh, I did English literature and psychoanalysis. Yeah. And then came out and I got this dead end job working for, they made slippers. It was a company that made slippers. Brilliant. And I came and I, and I was doing, it was called Moreland's. And, uh, and I, and I had a job sort of in their offices. I wasn't, I did to this day, I don't know what I was supposed to be doing to this day. I have no idea. And I was going absolutely mad. And I ended up painting when I was at home and I was about 20, 20, 21. And I painted when I was at home and I filled my art with work that I'd made. And I invited a gallerist friend of my father's to supper. And a lot of people say like, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. It didn't just happen. It was hustle. I planned the entire thing. It was very, 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 it was completely contrived. And he came over and he went, Oh, all of this art. It's nice. Whose is it? And I was like, Oh, funny. You mentioned that. It's mine. (laughs) He then said, have you ever thought about being an artist? I said, no, hasn't even crossed my mind. <laughs> Never. Me? Never. <laughs> he says, quit your job. And in four months, if you can get, a, if you can get some, I've got a space in the, in the, in the billing. And if you can get a, a, a show together in four months, we'll have, we'll have a solo for you and we'll see where, where you go from there. And I worked, my, I don't think I slept for the entire four months. Nice. And I loved it. I loved every second. So that that sort of torn, distraught misery of having so much to do and no time to do it in. And the show sold out and that was, that was, that was it. Been an artist ever since. Perfect. But the hustle never stopped. That was at Talisman on the King's Road in, I'm not going to tell you the age, the the year, (laughs) because simple simple maths will define you. I was 21, so it was five years ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the other day. The other day, last week, weirdly. <laughs> Which piece that you've created, Lily, has got the strongest emotional connection? Um, I did a self-portrait over lockdown, actually. And uh, my dog and constant companion for 13 years died last year in the middle of lockdown. And I hadn't really written anything and painted anything last year. I was in a, quite a, quite a, bit, a bit of a funk actually for a couple of months. Yeah. And this was the first thing I painted and it was the first poem that I'd written in a long time. And that it has a, it has a very firm, um, a very firm place in my, in my mind. Nice. But there's a piece that is very firmly in my heart. And that was the first painting I did for a show that, that I that I made last year. And it's of a tiger head on a caterpillar body. I've seen that. With yes. a with a with a, with a sort of with a with a with a sort of penis on the on the other end. And it's on a on a red circus ball. And it's my it's sort of a self-portrait in that my grandfather would say that gender was not was non-binary. It was a sliding scale. Mm. And the tiger looks like it's roaring, but it's yawning. And the penis on the other end looks like it's sort of flaccid, but actually is just sort of just chilled, really. I like and that. I like no that. one's got anything to prove. And it's it's sort of jokey and it's there's the sort of there's the performativity of the of the circus ball and 
behind it underneath sort of blue stripes it says burn her she knows too much <laughs> and it's a reference to the Salem witch trials and I think that that's probably probably my first self-portrait but hopefully sort of more overarching in terms of I hope other people could associate with it as well that one well, that was the one image that I was going to ask you about and I was trying to figure a way how to work <laughs> around to ask you so that was falling in my lap like that was perfect playing with your hands um, <laughs> I'd seen something of yours about the adults are made from games that they play as a child. Yeah, the 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 show was the show was called There's No Such Thing as Grown-ups. And I'd given a lecture in Mexico about how children, the aesthetic and narrative that you give to children informs the society they build when they grow up. And so I sort of hypocritically backdated. Uh, Stalin's favorite toy and Hitler's favorite story and and I I sort of pulled it out of my ass as to what they were because historically that's not documented but you can pretty much guess so Hitler would be the Grimm brothers which which was a huge wave of nationalism in Germany yeah. and and in Austria um, there were certain toys that were given to to sort of boys of the background that Stalin would have been that would have there's an amazing amazing phrase by uh, by um, an academic whose name I cannot remember at the moment, but I'll, I'll remember later. She said, there is no such thing as play. It is the work of childhood. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's it struck me as so as so important because not only now can you predict basically sort of society in 20 years' time by the morals and the values that are fed to children through television programs and 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 stories that are written now. It's not just the reflection of of where we are now it's the prediction of where we want to be and we think that technology is our future but we've still got to remember that someone's using that technology exactly and i think it's 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 pretty key so that 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 tiger caterpillar penis on the ball was actually a reference to a sort of childlike view of gender yeah and 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 sort of sexuality and how if you didn't know what it was that would be a sort of Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, approximation of it. Actually, it's a reference to the hooker smoking caterpillar in in Alice in Wonderland. It's the first gendered person that that sort of, that he, that she meets, and it's about growing up and coming to terms with with sort of your adulthood. And it makes no sense to her, and he sits there and chats bollocks. And <laughs> <laughs> well, what you're saying there about the you know the, the children um, growing from from what they played with as children. Coming from like council estate with my background, going to prison, and then I've I've sort of transformed on into a different person. Mm. When I come to having children, and I still live on a council estate, and I was so scared how my son would grow up, which there was two roads that he could have taken, both of which I've been down. Mm. And I so hoped it would be the, the road I'm on now, you know, the the nice, honest, rather than going down the scallywag, you know, the scallywag line, you know, starting off as a scamp and growing, you know, down that road. And I was probably overly protective, but um, I was so scared. And yeah. I mean, he's he's turned out, he's a beautiful child. You know, he's, he's a lovely, lovely, lovely 16-year-old boy, you know. But... Oh. Um, but it, I was aware of that for his first five or seven years. You know, it would be no toy guns. Yeah. He, he wouldn't be watching 
stuff that because I, I had no idea. Uh, sorry, this is going me going off on a no. I love this. I love this. this. Is this is exactly this is this is you're so spot on. This is exactly what the what the the sort of the thought process of of the show is supposed to be. I don't have children, so I'm coming from a place of of basically of of again and uh, sort of uh, the idea of it, but. And so I, I, you're, you've done something I've not yet done, and I, 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 I salute you beyond anything because I can imagine how unbelievably terrifying it yeah. would be. To I to, didn't know what was the turning point for me as a child because yeah. the first three years I was an angelic little kid, and then from like four, five, whatever age it was, I chose not to go down the nice boy line mm-hmm. and go down the naughty boy line. And I know that I enjoyed the, the mischief I got up to because mm. it was bloody good fun. Mm. But I didn't know what the turning point was. I didn't know whether it was like my dad leaving as a child. I didn't yeah. know whether it was um, getting into fights and enjoying the victory. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know whether it was stealing something and enjoying the the prize totally. that I got. You know, I didn't know what it was. So totally. I just made him do nothing that I'd done as a child, you know. Exactly. And, um, I, I do think I do think there's a huge uh, there's a huge sort of at, at least at least sort of from from the child psychology books that I've read and from the children that I've got I've got five godchildren and I love them to pieces and I see in them the same thing that I see weirdly with dog training so with dog training you have you have you have a particular breed of dog that has a particular set of characteristics and character traits that you have to as and it's your job as an owner or a trainer and also as a as a parent or a guardian of children of dogs of, of anything to channel their natural instincts into into sort of in, into into a good into a good way so if you've got a pitbull they're naturally they've got strong prey drive and they're they're quite they're quite sort of bullish and they're they want to be sort of top dog what you do you do agility training or you do gameplay so you channel it into constructive ways so if you've got a kid who turns four and he shows propensity to being a little bit naughty you channel that into a way that would be constructive for for him instead of destructive i do i do a lot of work with with youth or did before covid with youth centers and i really truly truly believe that that's the one thing that london needs at the moment we need more youth oh, centers you're not it's, it's, we need more youth centers for fucking decades exactly and there was one mayoral candidate this year sean i can't remember his name he 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 was the one one who was interested. yes exactly he was the conservative one not that, that really matters, but he was the one guy that said that his major thing was youth clubs and youth initiatives because the way that we can t- tackle knife crime is not by tackling the knife crime. It's by getting everyone young occupied in their afternoons, in their evenings, yeah. of getting them, as you said before, rolling back to you know what you do as children, you create as adults, getting them sort of integrated into, into ways that they're not being told off for who they are. Yeah. You know, you can, you've got, you've, you've got a pit bull. It's never going to be a chihuahua. You've got a, you've got a kid that likes, likes the thrill of stealing something or likes getting into fights. You, you, you make them, you know, you make them responsible for money in something that goes to their community. Yeah. So they know the value of money. It's not really the actual fight that they enjoyed. It mm. was the, the victory or the winning or, because I saw when, when I wanted to change my life when I was in prison, 
I wanted to change, but I knew that all of my friends were were criminals. Um, every everything I'd done, spoke about, read, it was all crime related, and I didn't know how to get out of that. I was in a bit of a quandary because I wanted to get out of it, but I knew I knew nothing of, about how to. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, these artists came into my life, and then they had the same sort of group ethic to what the criminals mm. had. It was it was a strong community. Um, they was all trying mm. to help each other. You know, it, it, there was a sort of hierarchy. There was a ladder to climb. And it didn't matter yeah. if you slipped off of that ladder because there'd be people to help you back on it again. You know, Absolutely. all the, the small elements that I found within the art world, uh, sorry, within the criminal world, I was starting to discover... Freudian slip there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was very much so. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I was finding similarities within this new world. So it it showed to me that all you need is to take someone out of their environment, even just mentally, and put them in a new environment, and that was it. Mm. Because I was still in the fucking criminal environment. Absolutely. All of a sudden, what these were doing didn't appeal to me as much as what these were doing. Exactly, exactly. It was beautiful. It was like heroin and methadone, you know? Yeah, exactly, absolutely. But also I think what you just said is so prescient too in the in the the that was it was a slip, but the art world and the the sort of the world of 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 deviance are actually very similar. I think that as artists, we're not part of society. We never have been, we never will be. I think there is something inherent in us that that didn't go into a nine to five, that that structure made us feel lonely and separate. And yeah. I think that there is something about, as you said, there is such a structure of community in the art world because we're all outsiders. Nine, every single one of us is an outsider. The, the rest of the world, we feel quite lonely in it. Yeah. And so when we've got this community of deviants, and I love that, I love that it, it's a deviant as in deviation. We deviated from the norm and we're in this together. And I think you're so right. And it is this, this wonderful, bizarre world of people who can be bizarre together. And I can make something that, you know, is about tentacle porn and boobs and, and go, no, no, it's nice. It's sweet. It's a really sweet. (laughs) Although in the criminal world, you'd probably make more money from it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the gallerists are there for. (laughs) (laughs) talking of galleries talking of galleries lily if there was you and five other artists past and present what would your ideal group show be oh god okay me paula rago dali nice i want to say leonora carrington as well yeah leonora carrington uh she was she was she was an amazing female surrealist and breton basically thought that all women were there to sort of amuse the male surrealists and she told them where to go yeah, uh, it'd be all right in a uh, 21st century art world. Oh yeah, exactly. He'd have a space here, <laughs> right in front of my foot. Um, <laughs> um, five, okay, five of us: Pornarigo, Dali, um, Picabia. He did a lot of of multi-layered abstract figurist of uh, uh, figuration, and uh, and you can see it in today's work. I think Antonia Showering and Alexander James they draw a lot from him, and he was the first person to do it. And I I think that he'd be he'd be very very cool in the show. Okay, so that's Paula Rigo, Dali, Leonora Carrington, Picabia, and I've got one more. I'm going to choose a living one 
because someone's got to help me with the admin. (laughs) (laughs) Grayson Perry. Perfect. That's perfect set. And there is a final question of my set of questions, which is if you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be? A criminal. No. (laughs) You're not the first person to say that. Genuinely, absolutely. But I've got this, I've got this sort of idealized view of it that I'd be an amazing cat burglar like Catherine Zeta Jones in that film with when <laughs> yeah. Anthony Hopkins is a cradle snapper. Um, <laughs> I like honestly, yes, I think, or a pirate. But if we're actually being serious, if I this is something that I could actually change in now. <laughs> there's nothing. I've done myself a dis I, I there is nothing else in the world. I would love to be able to say that if this all went tits up tomorrow, I could train as an accountant and and be happy, but it's this or bust, I'm afraid. Yeah. When I was younger, I did a lot of I, I trained in a lot of things that I didn't actually end up doing for very long. <laughs> and, and so I'm very overqualified to do nothing and underqualified <laughs> to do anything yeah, that's that's not too bad a way to live your life <laughs> but they were all down the path of making something so it would have to be it would have to be constructive i you know what i'd actually i would go back to i'd like to be a child psychiatrist psychologist or a psychiatrist i'd like to be an art therapist if i wasn't an artist and not making slippers absolutely <laughs> never again <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the sub-questions I've got here, the first one being, um, what have you got coming up? And the, the the world has just sort of started to reopen again, slowly creaking its doors open to see what the Clearing outside world's outside. like. And you were saying you've got a solo show in June. I do, that, I do. What's it about? So I've got two shows at the moment. One of, I've got works in, in Fulham Town Hall, and I've also got works in a show in Paris at the Rotowski 68 Gallery. Nice. Um, and the solo show, which I'm very excited about, is opening in, uh, it, it, uh, the preview week is June 8th. And uh, please, everyone come along. I'll be sitting there on my own. Hang on one second. Um, oh, guys, guys, by the way, sorry, I did a podcast. But... <laughs> Um, sorry, is that, is that all right? I'll, 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 I don't care about noise in the background Okay, brilliant, perfect. Um, so I'm doing, um, uh, so it opens June 8th with the preview week and it's called Safe Places. Nice. And it's a series of, uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a few vignettes of, of, um, of faces, male and female. And they're all actors and actresses from the 1920s, 30s and 40s. And that was sort of the first time that this ideal of of projected perfection was was globally available and the natural progression of that now is sort of selfies and and our instagram culture but each one of these actors and actresses and i and i purposely didn't choose monroe or dietrich or anyone that was that was sort of very well known yeah yeah and they were all victims of domestic abuse sexual abuse oh, wow. big um homophobia and every single one of them you look at them and you think god that person's life was perfect or they were these sort of icons you'd have absolutely no idea of what was going on in their lives and the pieces are pencil drawings on on their really big large scale on canvas and on paper and the frame is part of the work so on the inside of the glass there's there's makeup pigment in acrylic medium rather sort of naively and crudely on the glass so separate from the paper and the canvas Mm. drawn on 
but op- opaque um, tra- uh, transparent so that you can see the face behind it and it's drawn you can there's one behind me actually if you can see i'd seen these yeah and I, saw, uh, I think it was that one that i saw yeah exactly and there there that it's that space between the projection and the rather sort of naive childlike makeup and the actual reality of 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 the of the of the body is it called and leonora that one of them was clear yeah, one of them is That's called the leonora. One I saw. exactly exactly and um it's actually to raise awareness and support for refuge the domestic violence mm. challenge numbers of domestic violence have gone up by over i think 260% in the last year alone and numbers are, numbers are coming in even more they're really really struggling and and i wanted to do something that both got art on the streets again and got people aware of it. a lot of people have come out of this and we're fine it was tough but we're fine and our lives are going to carry on but a lot of people aren't and i think that we yeah. need to take a moment to to sort of to to wait for everyone else and to lend a hand to help yeah. other Perfect. That's beautiful. Thank you. I hope, well, come, please, please. Anyone that's listening, please and come. Where is I, that? You've said when it is, but where is it? Carriage Hall on Floral Street in Covent Garden. And it opens on the 8th and it finishes on the 4th of July. Perfect. I'll put a link to that in there. Please do. Notes. And you the press for it as well. And yeah. um, the, the, I'll send you the invitations as well. And then, um, and it's yeah, and any everyone's welcome, and and I'll be in there, and and I'm looking forward to seeing as many people as possible. Brilliant, Lily. Where can anyone see your work, be it website or um, website, social media? Website and Instagram. My Inst- my Instagram handle is Tiger Lily Lewis, and my email is uh, my my email my uh, my website. <laughs> it's my home telephone number. At my <laughs> <laughs> my date of birth and mother's maiden name. Exactly. <laughs> And my council code <laughs> and bank. Uh, my my website is lily-lewis.com. Excellent. Well, Lily, that's all my questions asked. Hopefully, I'll see you the night this comes out, which is Thursday the 20th, um, at Fulham Town Hall for Art in the Age of Now. Lily, Can't thank you so you. much for your time. Sorry to back in there. There we go. How good was that? Lily Lewis. And my God, how much would I have liked to have met her granddad? Not only was he a damn buster, he was MI6's first ever Q. I wonder if he was there when James Bond joined. But getting back to Lily, what a bloody fun conversation that was. I loved it and I hope you enjoyed it too. But if I can just remind you of her current exhibition, Safe Places. It's on at Petersham Nurseries in Covent Garden. And man, what a space that is if you've not seen it. And it's raising funds for the charity Refuge which provides specialist support for women and children experiencing domestic violence. And like Lily said in this episode, since the first lockdown in March 2020, domestic violence has gone up over 200%. And with that statistic in mind, I think it's only right that I should say that if you're a victim of domestic violence, or if you'd like to find out how to donate, or just want more information, you can go over to Refuge website, which is www.refuge.org.uk. Or their Instagram handle is Refuge Charity. Yeah, making that first move can be a life changer. As I said at the start of this podcast, Art Below's Art in the Age of Now at Fulham Town Hall closes on the 20th of June. So if you've not yet been, and you want to, you have to book your tickets via Eventbrite. It's an experience you won't want to miss, that's for sure. Well, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. 
If you're unable to support us on Patreon, leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to this podcast really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Anything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, ta-da. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.